Welcome to Sonata Secrets with Henrik Chilham, unlocking the world of classical music. In his second impromptu in E-flat major, Schubert lets the right hand loose on the piano with seemingly never-ending playful scales. This is part of Schubert's impressive output of great works in the final years before he died way too young. It's number two in the first set and right after it comes the lovely serenade of the G-flat major impromptu. It's in ABA form with a coda and if the scales are a gentle stream in a sunny nature scene, the middle section is a storm erupting, dramatic and in minor, and it also returns in the coda to end the piece in that character as well. So it's actually just a major scale in the right hand. And then in the third and fourth bar, this amazing pattern of, it's actually a scale on the quarter notes, chromatic scale upward. But on every quarter note is a triplet with a neighbor note below it. And it creates this amazing feeling of this buzzing energy. And then the normal scale again. The left hand has just a simple support accompaniment. And it's actually counterpoint, so the right hand is going down and then the left hand bass is going up in the opposite direction, so creating a balance with the voices. So together. We get an exact repeat of this 8-bar phrase, but uh, it's in forte, uh, piano when it starts and then coming together more. Until here, now we take a new direction, now we continue upward instead. And we actually get the full phrase uh, a third time, but now in the higher octave. going down in the end. And now we get a little bit of a middle section within the A section. Now it's pianissimo and minor, E flat minor, and we get this amazing place. And I will just play it slowly. I play this slowly when I practice because it's so nice to savor it. So it's not magic, what happens here is Schubert goes through the circle of fifth and adds some major seventh chord on some of the notes where it fits. And you have a sequence of this scale that just takes one step down. And so now it's faster and it's pianissimo. You should keep the pianissimo all the way even though there's some really nice tension that would feel good to, to bring out, it's even stronger if you can keep the lid on for this place. Um. Now growing a little bit. Um. These accents. 
So we have a, quite a long runway now to get back from the minor and we're starting to go up again. And we get these accents and tension and fortepiano, there's a little bit more room here to, to uh, express it. <laughs> I like to, to bring out these tension chords a little bit. And the right hand is continuing up and this is very uncertain what's going on here. And eventually the diminished chord resolves to a B flat 7, which is the dominant, but instead of going back to E flat minor, we now get back to the original scale theme in E flat major. And all this tension that was here, it's just away now. A typical Schubert move, just these carefree scales now again. Now we go up in the high octave for the second time directly. And now we get this amazing, so this pattern of the chromatic neighbor notes. Normally we have it just two bars, now we get it for seven bars and it just continues and the left hand goes down chromatically. Modulating. Uh, to there. And the right hand has this. It's like you don't know where it's going to go. It's going to go somewhere, but you don't know exactly where. So you have to wait for it for seven bars. So it went here. This is the highest note there. It's on an F minor. And now in not going back to E flat major, but instead E flat minor. Clear cadential movements on E flat minor here. And the accent diminished chord here. Now the storm is brewing. So this is the first A section, but it grows very organically into the second uh, middle section. So now we get to B minor and it seems maybe far away from E flat major, but we're in E flat minor, and then it's just one chord in between. E flat minor, the relative G flat major, which is also the dominant to B minor. So it's very seamless transition. So this is a new texture, uh, we don't have scales in the right hand, we have these hard long notes, but we have an echo of the triplets uh, in this middle. And the left hand has the same rhythmic accompaniment, it's just more accented and more grounded, um, but it's an one two in the bar. And it's eight bar phrase again. Then we get the eight bar phrase repeated, but in piano. 
then forte. And now. So it's the same material, the melodic contour, but it's a new harmony. Schubert is always like this in Schubert, like he finds these hidden doors and suddenly you're in a new place. Neapolitan chord. And accents. There is a Beethoven element in Schubert as well. Uh, I just say Beethoven because Beethoven is famous for the dramatic outbursts, but they are present in Schubert as well, for example here. And this bar, now we get the echo of the scales for one whole bar that it's surfacing. It's really cool. And then we get a little bit of development section here. Uh, we're going to go through some more harmonies and find some more cool doors, uh, but we keep the rhythmic pattern of the material all the time. It's the scale again. Then we get a return of the first phrase but piano all the way now, so a bit less energy. And this makes us think that we're in the clear, but then Schubert hits us with like a surprising stab here. It's the same phrase, uh, melodic contour, but it's changing the harmony going to E minor, the subdominant minor. It's really powerful, this move. Neapolitan. Uh, accent, tension. basically just uh, letting this energy fade uh, for for a little bit of runway here as well. Uh, we're gonna modulate back to E flat major and this takes some chords to do that. Uh, we start with B minor. And so this is a this is the modulating move going from B minor to B flat minor uh, 6-4 chord. just a cadential 4-5-1 from this B-flat minor 6-4 chord. With a diminished, diminished. Resolving to a B-flat 7th. So this is the same transition motive that we had in the first section. It's really cool, subtle way of binding the whole piece together with the same transitional motif in different places. But where the effect is just letting the energy uh, die out a bit. And we come to a pause and then we get the return of the first section, E flat major scales.
So here follows a full repeat of the whole first section, the full duration of it. And then the coda, the storm character returns. And in the coda, we're really thrown between E flat minor and B minor, these keys. So the harmonic tension has been condensed to a raw opposition. And it's like a big confrontation. And in the end, E flat minor prevails and ending the whole piece in a, this stormy confrontational manner. And I will play now the whole A section and the coda. So you get half of the piece in a proper performance. And before I play that, a special shout out to my Patreon, Scott Lamb, in this episode. Thank you for listening to Sonata Secrets. Check out my premium subscription model at Patreon at patreon.com slash sonatasecrets.